We are. We're so good. We're doing it. Oh, this is amazing. This is like the best. I didn't even make a New Year's resolution about this. It's just the consistency. I, like, I am more consistent in this yeah. than anything with my life. Which is saying How's something. dating going, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. We, <laughs> okay, next topic. <laughs> oh, yeah, we need to do like a, a section on that. Well, that's okay. Right. We'll, we'll figure that out. Um, but yeah, you know, it was funny because I was talking to Tanner, one of our friends, mm-hmm. and he was like. Harskies or, uh, yeah. Harmon. Yeah. Hey, hey. Tanner, up, he, listen, he listens to the show, so yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you. Shout out. Right? Active Shout listener, right? Um, but what's funny was, like, I was talking to him about the show, and then he was, like, talking, like, just, you know, expressing appreciation for what we talk about and such. And then he's like, you know, I honestly didn't feel like you guys would have made it this far. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I totally was with him. I was like, yeah, I didn't think so either. Dude, I had a vision. All right. Oh. And I pulled you into vision. this vision. Whoa. And now we have this vision. I, and, I f- and this vision becomes reality. Wait, were you the one that like said we should do a podcast, or yeah. was I the no, one? No, I was the one. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm 100 percent sure. I came to you. Did I you? came to you because you had the blog and the uh-huh. fans already. So I wanted right. to piggyback off your fans. Oh. In addition to my fans. Okay, um, yeah. I see how it is. Dude, I'm just, go to episode one. Do you not listen? Apparently not. No, I'll, I'll be honest. Some sometimes I I need to start listening. I feel like we're getting enough episodes now. What were this is like the fifteenth, sixteenth? Dude, this is this is um, episode fifteen. Wow. That's Hello. A, and that's not even like every yes. <laughs> that, that's our clapping, our our self celebration. That's right. Um. We're just patting ourselves on the back. Yeah. Sometimes you need to do that in life, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know why you keep doing that voice, but that's you should just start with that. That's just or, and just do that your entire time. Welcome guys. So. This is the Rush Hour Podcast. Anyway, sorry, we get to Yeah, we are way off. That's a very long introduction. But basically, um, for today's episode, um, I've had the pleasure and opportunity to reconnect with um, one of my good friends and actually mission companion. Um, so once before, if you haven't listened before, um, I served a two-year volunteer LDS mission to, in Hong Kong. Um, so where we basically talked about our church and what we believed in. And part of that experience is we get to work with other people, um, sometimes you know from all over the world. But I was able to be companions with... Uh, Brian Beal. Brian Joseph Beal, as I'd like to say. I don't know how I figured out it. Well, he told me. I guess he told me. BJB. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. So, welcome. Welcome via the hotline. I still want to call you Elder Beal, you know, because that's that's like the form. That's how how we address our our companions, because it's more formal and more appropriate. But since we're not elders or missionaries. Dude, E-B-J-B. Yes, we'll call you that. Actually, we won't. I'll just call you Brian. <laughs> um, so, yeah, welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks for, you know, once again, joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Brian, I'm Christian, by the way. We haven't introduced Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice to meet you. You're just like, I've heard your voice. I've listened to a couple of your shows. And, uh, yep. Yeah. Nice to meet you through the phone. Nice. Yeah. It's, yes. It's the way to. Via the, the Enoch hotline. I love this. The this Enoch is, hotline. This is new. Ooh. This is, uh, yeah. It's my, yeah. So, um, but yeah, would you mind just kind of introducing yourself a little bit and what you're doing and stuff? Yeah, all right. So, let's see. As he said, he, being Enoch, 
I uh, have been married three years, and I became a dad two years ago. I graduated from BYU one and a half years ago and became a dad again just three months ago. So uh, there's a lot of numbers for you. You do the math. Uh, I'm 25 years old, studying physical therapy at Texas Tech University here in Amarillo, Texas. And uh, I'll graduate there in 2021, but until then... You know, who cares about money? We're just wading through a lot of debt. <laughs> and uh, it'll probably sometimes. be pushed perpetually in the future as we make further life changes like buying a house and stuff like that. Ooh, that's... Granted, hopefully we start making money, too. But right. yep. that's a little bit about what's going on. Nice. That's the... You, you tell any one of these people uh, in the world today, you tell them, this is what I do. Dude, they will literally be scared. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're you're living a fantasy. <laughs> that's what that's what they would think. Here in Amarillo, yeah, living it real out here. Yeah, just no money. With our seventy-two ounce and our Cadillacs shoved in the ground. Just it, it's like, you'll see such scary stories to other kids. No, it, it's cool though, because I, I feel like you're living kind of the the idea with my parents where when they were like newlyweds like oh we didn't have well I'm assuming you have money well you, you well that will not dive into your financial we didn't have a pot to piss in yeah yeah kind of yeah that kind of like oh we were like super poor and couldn't afford anything and like well, hey we had yeah. each other yeah you have each other and your kids I think that's cool that's right that's, nothing that, else matters you know, and I know we're going to be looking back on these years with fondness and great memories. And granted, you know, debt is scary, yes, but mm-hmm. it's not as scary when you've got a plan for it. So right. that's really, true. we're just having a great time down here. Yeah, so. and, and I think that's uh, fundamentally, I think that's true with anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not as scary if you if you have an idea of what you right because you can say the same thing about school. You know what I mean? But I'm gonna study. Yeah, dating. Mm. Uh, uh, all these different things. I have a plan for that. And so. well, yeah, dude, I, I'm telling you, man. I, dude, I, yeah. I man, I don't even. Want, I told my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, about which one, school or <laughs> no? About marriage. And, oh, and ooh. Dude, just oh boy, the backlash from that. No, you need to finish. Oh. You need to blah blah. blah you need to blah blah. Really? Gosh, man. She wants you to finish school before getting married? Oh, yeah, man. Really? That's interesting. It's crazy. Perspective. Yeah. But but given she doesn't have, I'm sure your parents weren't against it. My parents, they don't have the background of the church or anything like that, so it's different. Yeah, we're still on speaking terms, so that's good. Yeah, there you go. There you go. go. Well, I don't know how the father-in-law is, but, you know. Oh, yeah, well, uh, let's not put that on public radio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you might find it. (laughs) Just kidding. That's awesome. Um, But, yeah, I kind of want to delve more into this idea of, like, dive? I said delve. To oh. like further oh. go into oh, detail, because yeah. um, you kind of like when you <laughs> explained your your situation, um, where you know you've got kids, you're in grad school, you're in a different state now, um, and you're 25, and I'm 25. I'm 25. No, I'm not. No. Don't lie. No, no, no. You know, you you reach a certain age where you stop counting, right? I passed that. <laughs> I'll give you a hit. It's one year after 25. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, just kind of, it's, like, interesting because, you know, we're similar ages, and yet we're, I I definitely say we're at different stages of life. Um, 
I, I, I feel like you have different, obviously you have different responsibilities that you have to be aware of and things of that nature. Whereas like me, I'm just living my carefree, well, I wouldn't say carefree, but lack of responsibility, lack of responsibility <laughs> um, way of life right now. And that will change though, because I start work on Monday. My oh, big, call my, tricks? My big boy job. Ooh, he's Uh-oh. putting the pants on. 8, 8 a.m., dude. So with those I, pants, gotta, is there a dating start. pocket? There's, and then the pants? Yep. You know? <laughs> <Not> <laughs> I hope I don't <laughs> just say that so that, like, whoever's watching the show is like, ooh, he has a job now. Ooh, exactly. Dude, sometimes, sometimes that's a good story. Maybe that's a good exactly. motivating that's factor to date me. There you go. Shameless plug-in. Plug-out, plug-in for, for me. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, just kind of with that, you know, I'm still in Provo. I'm I'm still right near. I also graduated from BYU. Um, so it's it's just I want to explore maybe your perspective, obviously about life and what you've been going through. Um, yes. Especially like with the idea of having children. Like I'll be honest, I am. Like, I am all for being in a relationship, but beyond that, like, having kids and being married, that just, like, terrifies me. Really? Um, yeah, for sure. And especially, like, the idea of having to juggle school and, like, kids. Like, what do you, what do you feel like, um, or how, what would you explain your experience of balancing the two? You know, you're in grad school, but you have two kids, you know, you have your wife. How, how do you manage all that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely different, you know. Um, and I, I've been thinking a little bit about this, and it's, for me, being the husband, being the father, it's a lot different. See, Kirsten, she had to give up her life. She doesn't work, you know what I mean, because she stays home with the children. Hmm. Me, I go to school. In many ways, it's kind of like life hasn't changed all that much, <laughs> except for the the, the ways I spend my time between five and midnight every night, you know, I'm playing with kids instead. Right. Well, hopefully not till midnight. But uh, <laughs> I, I different say, parenting you know, methods. You yeah. Know. <laughs> you know, slumber parties. But you know, it, it can be a little difficult balancing the kids and the studies. Uh, not so much physically uh, or even mentally, because I, I can zone out pretty well and work on my studies when I need to. You know, eight to five. That's my time. But mm-hmm. emotionally, a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I. I, I might try to leave for school in the morning, and Jack, my son, starts crying because he wants to play and stuff like that. And it just really, you know, gets to me sometimes. It's like, oh, I, well, I don't want to go to school either. I want to stay home with you guys and chill, mm-hmm. you know. But, uh, you know, as far as studies and family, I'm able to, you know, give studies the time it needs and then put that away and give family the time it needs. So... Mm-hmm. I guess it's all about routine, right? To balance the two studies during the day, family by evening and morning and stuff. So would you have, say, like a specific schedule? So you're saying, okay, so 8 to 5 is when I go to school, I do my homework at school, and then when I come home, you know, I don't think about school. Or maybe when I come home after 7 o'clock when the kids are put to bed, 7 to 9 I do homework. Is that something you kind of do when you mean like routine? Yeah, exactly. You, you hit it right on the head right there, you know, because oh. I come home at 5, and then we have dinner, 
And in previous semesters, when it was more busy, I would study from 6 to 7.15, and that's when I come back out to put kids down and make them feel like they have a dad. Uh-huh. And then and then I go back to study till 8.30, and then after that, me and Kirst can watch a movie or something. So it was very regimented, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now, thankfully, knock on wood, for future semesters, but this semester is really chill. So I don't need to do the evening work. I come home, I'm done. It's great. Uh-huh. And as long as I wake up somewhat early in the morning, I can always stay on top of that. So, yeah, just routine. Hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Do you, do you have any fears? Yeah, yeah, for real. I, I do, <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> uh, well, but, yeah, uh, dive into that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Well, and, and maybe before I say too much, I should give a disclaimer to anyone who might be listening to this. Now, anything you hear from my mouth (laughs) comes from a guy who doesn't really know what he's doing with this whole dad thing. If you feel like you hear any advice coming out of my mouth, ignore it. I'm telling you, my purpose is primarily to discuss how being a dad has affected my life. So, whatever same thing. I'm going to, like, say that before every single thing I say. I'll say the word disclaimer. We'll just put a giant disclaimer on this episode. Take it with a heaping spoonful of salt here. (laughs) But honestly, and especially this next question, my biggest fears about being a dad, it deals with things that, you know, we can all think of, uh, meaning it's teenage stuff for me. Uh, And so I have no idea what a teenager acts like. I've never been a dad of a teenager, so... I probably connect with a lot of people on this point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, keeping the communication open. I want to make sure that my kids know that I love them, yet mm-hmm. I want them to also know that I expect things from them. You know, I have expectations for them. Um, I, I want to keep them away from pornography, peer pressure, rebellion, things like that, you know. Yet, I want them to express themselves to me in a judgment-free zone. You know, all these little things that you've got to balance, you know, do you enforce, you know, rules over their independence? I don't know. Just a ton of teenager stuff that I have no idea about yet because I haven't gotten there yet, I guess. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Is, is it something, like, do you feel, I don't know, just, just the way the world is today, you know? I mean, things that your parents had to worry about aren't the same as the things you have to worry about as a parent. I mean, do, For you, real. do you feel like it's, it's, it's kind of a, a little, just a daunting task to, to bring yeah. kids up in the world today? Yeah, for real. And, and in a lot of ways, I think parenting has changed. Um, not saying anything bad about, you know, maybe the way current parents do things. But when I was growing up, phones weren't even an option, of course, with you guys, too. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. But now... I have to ask myself the question, wait, do I want to get my phone at age 12? Like, I have to actually think about that. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, whether you let your kid watch Netflix all day, you know, just because it's an easy babysitter, let the TV do the babysitting. Mm-hmm. Again, disclaimer, there you go. Don't need to say it again. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but whereas my parents, they just, you know, they gave us some crayons and paper, you know, it was easy. So in some ways, I'm kind of worried that being a parent is a lot harder than maybe it used to be. There's a lot of things uh, competing for attention. Right. No, I, and I like that uh, the idea where you brought up just the idea of com- competing for attention. Because even, like, now, like, with me, you know, being single, um, there's, like, 
I, I think there are a lot of bad things out there, um, but I think yeah. there's also a lot of good things which could become bad in the fact, in the sense that you you focus on them instead. You know, you you focus too much on education or too much on your your job or something, and, and like it, it, you might justify it with being like, you know, it is a good thing. But once again, too much of one thing could be potentially dangerous. Um, it could, because like what you were talking about, it's all about that kind of balance um, that you're trying to seek. And, you know, it's hard enough trying to seek that balance with yourself, but then trying it for another human <laughs> and trying to help them understand what you're doing. And you're like, because the, the classic response like, oh, because I said so, or because I know it will be good for you. It's like, at least for me, that wasn't enough. Be like, well, what? What does that like even mean? Or like, why? I I just didn't understand until like I I experienced it. Yeah, and I was gonna say, yeah, that usually takes a while for them to to, to gain understanding, even right. if you explain it to them. You know? Right. Yeah, and that's that's, that's the problem. Like, they'll literally have to either trust you enough or believe you, or they'll have to experience it for themselves. Yeah. No, and for just, sure. Well, I don't know. And the funny thing for me is that when I'm focusing on my fears, I'm imagining that my kid's going to be rebel against me. Like, he's going to be six, and he's going to be like, Dad, that's a dumb thing or something. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, kids trust their parents. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 like, I think I was a typical kid, you know. I didn't even think about the stuff my parents were asking me to do, right. uh, you know, until, I don't know, teenage years. Right. So... Yeah. And even then, I was willing to do it. It wasn't a big deal. I didn't have a need to rebel or anything. So I'm, I'm expecting the worst, and that's not going to happen if I, you know, develop that relationship early on and right. listen to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. You know, one good way to keep that relationship and balance strong is to homeschool your kids. Now, let me ask you. Is it- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christian is homeschooled. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> No, that, no, that's I, another basket full of issues. Totally. No, I mean, but it's, it's a conversation that's going on a lot, you know, with my siblings and yeah. my wife's siblings. You know, like, is school uh, uh, the best place for your kids when they're being taught certain things or yeah. hanging around certain kids with different habits or whatever? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, I mean... You know, the thought comes into my head often, but just because of, of what's being taught in schools, you know, now, you know, it used to be and, and for for, you know, we, pro, you know, certain people disagree on issues, but it used to be what religions believe and what society believes is really close. And now, you know, that that meter is being skewed to a degree. And and so now you have to wonder, you know, like. Uh, do you let them, and if they go to a public school, like, do you let them go to a public school or do you teach them? And if you let them go to that school, you know, you really have to be involved as far as curriculum and, and, and what's being taught. I think about it all the time, man. I, re- I really, really do. Really? Right. Yeah. Oh, I want kids. Like, yeah, yeah. I wish I had. I, well, I'll tell you I, this all I don't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind having kids. It's just the, like, the fear that I'll screw them yeah. up. Yeah. No, dude. I and, yeah. Like, Telling you what. Yeah, and exactly. I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I didn't realize maybe until, like, last year or the year before that my parents weren't perfect. Go, wow, that must be mind-blowing. And, like, they were literally doing the best they could and how I gained a lot more sympathy for them yeah. in that capacity. And just, like, 
And they still don't know. Like, they, they're they uh, still trying to make it up as they go along. It's the biggest revelation to realize that adults aren't perfect. <laughs> no, it, it really is. And it's like, wow, I can cut them some slack. I can, you know, be real with them. I can, you know, develop and strengthen that relationship, hopefully, with them. Um, and obviously, they have experience that I can, I can relate. But at the same time, it kind of makes me... I don't know it's it's that guilty feeling where when you realize someone isn't perfect, for, so you're like, oh, phew, <laughs> like I'm glad. <laughs> like, yeah. you ever had that feeling? Maybe it's just me, but it's like, oh, you you make mistakes too. That's great. Not the fact that you make mistakes, but you're actually valuable, and I you don't talking, feel bad talking, about myself. You're talking about, say, the duff of the friend group realizes that the pretty one <laughs> of the group is valuable. <laughs> Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. We could. Uh, here's my brief uh, dating segment. Uh, oh, and that's actually one of the questions we'll ask you. Well, since you're married, Good. but um, so the, the the pedestal. I had a blog post uh, way back when. Um, there was this girl. She's actually getting engaged. She um, is engaged. She is engaged. You you're right. Yeah. That oh, girl. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> They're, like, staring at each other. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, basically, um, the pedestal, it was the idea where a lot of times for me, I look at a girl, and maybe, like, for a lot of guys, you look at a girl, and it's, like, one of those movie montages where you look across the room, and you're like, oh, that girl's perfect. She's beautiful. There's, like, no flaw. So, you, your mind automatically puts her on a pedestal. Um, And then... Sometimes, at least for me, I don't do anything about that. And I just, you know, keep my distance and you're like, no hope for me. But that rare chance where I actually said, you know what, screw it. She's going somewhere else. I'm mm. never going to see her again. Mm. Why not, you know, take her on a date? shot. I shot my shot. Um, and I took her on a date. And what was interesting was, you know, she was great and all. Um, but my mind had made her up to be something so much more than she was. And I'm not trying to say that in like a negative way. She just wasn't that good, you know? No. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what the females of this podcast is going to hear from me. <laughs> just like, I'm better. Sorry, I didn't mean to know. Go ahead. No, I've, got, I've got something to say. <laughs> no. But no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so long story short, um, and it might not just be with like dating. Um, it might just be with any kind of role model that you have in your life. Um, the idea that it's okay if they have these flaws or, you know, are normal, um, because that's what we are. We are normal. And and like it, I I feel like it makes me more relieved. It makes me less stressed. Um, and it helps me, you know, realize that it's okay to, you know, be where I'm at at, but at the same time, you know, continue to progress. I don't know. So what I was going to say, um, so I was talking, okay, I was talking to Ian and some guys. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, we had an EBC meeting, engineers and business meeting. And uh, and, and we, they were talking about this girl, and I didn't know who they were talking about or what they were talking about. They were saying, this girl, she's just like cream of the crop. You know what I mean? Right. And I was like, okay, so what you got to do is, right, I just interjected. <laughs> of course you did. Uh, yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> right. So I was like, dude, what you got to do is, all right, you got to get her friends Right? She, I was like, how, how many people are in that apartment? And he was like, oh, six. I was like, good. So probably that's her close friends, right? Those, uh, those girls. What you got to do is you got to find a date for every one of her friends on the same night. Oh. Don't give her the attention. Mm. And it's very manipulative. But don't give her the attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right? 
And then she's going to start looking at herself like, usually I'm the one that gets all the dates. What's going on? And here you come strolling in. <laughs> hey. <laughs> and you're like, hey. Wow. Yeah. Hey, uh, no, a couple of my buddies are going with your roommates. Do you want to go, you know? Yeah. Boom. Just like that. Just like that, man. That's and how you so, do it. Anyway. So that takes a lot of that, work. You yeah. take her off that pedestal. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes work, man. But but yeah. listen, but you, you take her off that pedestal. In her mind, you know what I mean? Because girls know they look good. You take her off that pedestal <laughs> in her mind, right. and you bring her down to our level. Right? That's a little <laughs> joker. <laughs> a little joker. That's not all dark. Anyway, so uh, this, this went somewhere else. I get once again. Sorry. But no. Long story short, with that, shoot your shot. Right? You know, you, like you never know how, how people. Yeah, I mean, how'd it go for you? Right? You're married now, so you have a success story. How'd it go? Yeah, it was great. Oh, man, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to link it with the pedestal thing, and I, I'm not sure if it really works with her. Well, does it? Let's see. I'm trying to think here. Did you not have your wife on a pedestal? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's that's a, probably a good thing, though, because that's w- the way you were able to approach her, and you really get to know her and right. have that relationship. I feel like yeah. for a lot of people, having that pedestal is what detracts from yeah, approaching. That's, that's true. That's true. So, you right about that. I don't know. And maybe I was just a little too confident or something. So I was like, oh, yeah, pedestal, but whatever. Let's, let's go for it. Let's you see. didn't even think of pedestal. <laughs> yeah. He said, I got this. He's like, I am the pedestal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a pogo stick or something. I got some stilts. I can jump up there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh Let's see. Any other specific questions? I, I don't really know what to say. Well, just like, yeah, I mean, how did how did you, how did it go? You know what I mean? Was she the yeah, one was, in the group that, uh, you know, that took a little right. more work? Or Let's see. <laughs> was it pretty clear? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, oh, well, what was that one thing? I don't know what that one thing is. Um, she, she was an interesting situation, right? Because... For those of you that don't know, living in Provo, you're subdivided into church congregations, into wards, right? And depending on what building you live in, you are in the same congregation as that person. Mm-hmm. So she was not in my same congregation, so that made it a little difficult, right? Because I don't know her from anybody. The, the reason I went over to her apartment the first time was because I was with my other mission companion, Elder Seabach. Spencer, <laughs> that's his first name. Anyway, um, we, we went to her apartment because she was roommates with his cousin. And therefore, I, I, I got to meet her, and it was awesome. And I didn't know who she was, so there wasn't really a pedestal thing there in the beginning, you know what I'm saying? Because right. I hadn't been looking from afar, you know, right. quite yet. But after I met her, I guess you could say there was a pedestal there. I was like, wow, this girl is the best girl I've ever met in my life. How am I going to get closer to her? But then it's kind of weird to try to get close to someone if they're not in your congregation. Because, mm, and true. especially if they're, not in your, if they're not your actual friend first. <laughs> because she wasn't my friend. She was Spencer's friend. So what am I going to do? Go knock on her door and say, hey, remember me? I'm Spencer Spencer. Do you want to go on a date? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just didn't seem normal. But, uh, you know, long story short, the stars aligned, fate brought us together, and I took the chance, and it worked, and it was awesome. There you go. That's a good, yeah. yeah. I got, you know, it, I, I really feel like I got lucky, because if fate hadn't worked out, you know, 
I think I would have just, you know, maybe that's where the pedestal comes in. I would have just thought, nah, I don't know. You're yeah. not going to look at me, mm-hmm. you know, unless we've got a relationship already. Right, right, but, right. Uh, so anyway. Sorry, really quick to, to interject. When you say fate, did you what, what do you mean by that? You mean like, oh, other Seabock invited me again over and I got to know her and then pretty soon I got her number kind of thing. Or was it like you randomly met each other on the street? And that Luck was of the kind draw of, type of thing. Like how did that, what, you mentioned fate. Oh, how does that? Yeah, we yeah, want okay. the juice. What the sp- I, I was at my job, right? I was at the law library at the circulation desk and uh, she, she uh, was studying. So she passed me as she was exiting the building. Oh. And so I said, oh, oh, hey, I'm going to call you. <laughs> nice. There you are. <laughs> and, and, thank, and thankfully she reciprocated. But we're, we're still not quite sure who said hi first. Uh, I see, I see. Anyway, I got her number. And, yeah, I think the next thing we did was went on a date. I think I asked her out. Boom. Well, that's that point, how you do it. I had, you do. De- hmm. I had developed something, you know. Right. Now we were friends. I had her number. And our relationship is between us, and it's not doesn't have a middleman anymore. So, anyway, I'm just really disappointed. Enoch isn't taking notes right now. I just know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he was like, "Give me this expression." And my fingers are like, "What are you doing, man? What's going on?" I was like, "You want the time? What do you want from me?" He wants me to actually learn. No, that's a that's a good thing. Like, after like a one or two. Uh, encounters, just yeah, shooting your shot and just being like, hey, you know, we met here, you know, I had a great time. Would you be interested in going out again? I think yeah. sometimes we overcomplicate it. I, I definitely overcomplicate it in that regards where I'm just like, oh, I've got to know her like for a month right. straight and I have to have been hanging out with her and her friends or a group of friends for at she least has to, like, a week. Touch my shoulder. Yeah, she has to like look at me and say, hey, <laughs> take me on a date and then I'll maybe ask her on a date at that maybe point. Consider. But, <laughs> yeah. um, awesome. And, and maybe, maybe the reason I took that shot was because I knew it wasn't going to happen. You know, like we are, um, you know, we didn't see each other every week like a church or anything, so I had to take it. Oh, right, 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 right. You know? yeah, yeah. That was your opportunity. And I took it, and I, I think I was rat, rabbit in the mouth or something. I was like, okay, here we go. Carpe diem. <laughs> yeah. That's a carpe diem moment. And I guess a side note that kind of helps, in case you're wondering if I'm, like, super, you know, uh, really brave or something, it was a double with Spencer. So that was kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. Well, you gotta have your wingman. Exactly, man. Yeah. Break the ice and really pop you up. Yeah, exactly. Good referral. Because they were familiar with Spencer. He came over a few times. So whatever. okay. Oh, so Spencer had somebody in that apartment also that he was. No, that was his no, cousin. Uh, oh, his cousin. His cousin. Oh, shoot. I don't know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but, but he, he brought a different date, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not his cousin. <laughs> so. Okay. Dating cousin. Yeah, what a... Who knew? That's, that's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, how do, y'all, how do y'all see now that, I mean, y'all two have been together, I think, three years, you said now? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so four years ago. Four years oh. ago. Okay, gotcha. How do y'all? How do y'all see? How do you see each other working as a team? Like, how does that kind of that dynamic? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. As far as children are concerned, um, uh, she does ninety-five, ninety-eight percent of the work because she's the one at home, right, right? And she's the one that has the capacity to feed the baby in the middle of the night. I can't help with that. Yeah. And um, I'm at school. And she's very good at being sensitive to my studies, 
I worry that I milk it too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, well, I've got to take, you know, all this time where I probably could help out a little more, but she's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I think she she doesn't take, well, what am I trying to say here? Um, she doesn't demand breaks or anything. She, she, she knew she, what she was getting into when she became a mom. Right. And she is diving right into that. And so thankful for her. Because so, it's not for her. She was a little uh, different. I don't know, maybe more hesitant or missing the life she used to have and stuff, which mm-hmm. she does, but she loves this life. She, she loves her kids more right. <laughs> than that. It would be more difficult. But So, yeah, I'm telling you, we work as a team because, well, she does most of the work. I, I hate to say that out loud, but it's true. Um, <laughs> I come home. I serve a little bit. I might play with the kids and get them riled up so they don't go, go to bed, you know? So that's a real helpful thing I do. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but uh, I, I come home. I try to not be lazy. I, I play with the kids, and I mm-hmm. um, try to help out. But I don't know. Just, just talking about it right now makes me feel like I probably should step it up a little bit. Well, dude, I mean, you saying that, you know, that just goes to show me, for one, you have a strong wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think yeah. people look at that as a, as a weakness, you know, in, in some degree. Right. Dude, you, I mean, yeah. how strong do you have to be? How selfless do you have to be? You know what I mean? Uh, that's such yeah. a That's such a huge, big thing, man. That's that's the woman, that's the type of woman you want, you know, yeah. as far as a man, you know? For sure. And it's the littlest things that you lose free. well, she loses freedom of, you know? Yep. Getting yeah. a good night's rest. She oh, hasn't yeah. worked until eight for the past two years, you know? Yeah. Um... You name it. Not being able to leave the house because the baby goes down in 15 minutes. Right. With the newborn, it's even harder because they sleep all the time. Right, right. So you just can't plan your life around anything. So your life equals mom, and you can't really do anything else very easily. So she's awesome. Yeah, that's, cr- that's crazy. That's so cool, man. I uh, I commend you, and I commend you yep. on finding a woman like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, wish I could say I could take all the credit. But I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she probably said hi first, uh, just based on. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. But it'll come for you guys too. Very soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For yeah. In, in Christian's case, huh? Yeah. We actually have an announcement. Oh, yeah? Christian, would you like to say? I'm just kidding. Well, I would like to say, I would Not like to say, guys, putting on you that I am meeting with ExxonMobil. <laughs> He's getting married to a company. You've been very committing. Hopefully for a while. They're trying to lock me in for the summer, so, oh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we appreciate your time, right? Yeah, on, this, on the show, like yeah, no problem. This it, was so fun, and it was, it was really so cool. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was really cool. Like, and the and the fact that once again we're different ages, not different ages, we're the same age, but, but at different mm-hmm. stages of our life. Yeah, um, and I wouldn't say one is better than the other. It's just the way it is, and it's just cool to learn from each other. Like, here's what I've done, and here's what's helped, and then mm-hmm. here's what you can do. Um, yeah. Things like that. Well, I and as, as, I, as I was thinking about this podcast. We, we love, I mean, seriously, you just brought a whole different experience to the podcast, and we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say this is one of the better ones we've done. Right, for sure. Oh. I really like this. So. 
Kudos awesome. to well, you. It's been an honor. <laughs> no, dude, it's it's been our pleasure. Wait. Yeah. It's our pleasure to experience this. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm. <laughs> we'll thanking, cut that out too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm thanking you for a date. <laughs> Thank you for the time. Um, but yeah, you know, thank, thanks again for being on the show, Brian. And you know, um, I know. Yeah, I really liked what we did. And just, like, the perspectives that we had. Because I, I think we're still trying to figure out kind of our theme and stuff. I know we've talked about it before. Yeah. I mean, oh, just the direction we've been going, I think, right. is, is really it, it's, nice. It's so. different. But we will figure it out eventually. Or not. Maybe that's our yeah. theme is not ever figuring it out. And then one day we might get the wife and the kids on, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> When I'm 35 and still in Mountain View <laughs> in this room. <laughs> I hope not. I, I really hope not. Yeah, no, you'll be fine. I'll be fine. See, Enix yeah. says this, but you know what? If he wanted to, he could find him a nice, I, nice I could. girl. I could. I, if he wanted I, to. I think in one of the, the podcast episodes, I, I mentioned the idea of how dating is like job interviews. Oh, yeah, man. You should listen to that podcast. I don't remember which one, but... You can find it. Oh, I need to read. Yeah. yeah. I need to look so, to that. It's well, good yeah. advice that I And you'd also use. probably hear the analogies I put with it. So Ooh, that there's, there's, that was there's a yin and yang to everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, man. My analogies are just completely off the wall. They're, they're funny, though. They're, they're very funny. I'm and surprised I haven't been labeled misogynistic or anything like that. Maybe you have. You just, they just haven't told you. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it's, like, bad. Like, if you think Christian's misogynistic, please email in at the RushRPC <laughs> at gmail.com. No, I mean, I, most of the times I talk about the guys. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's usually true. that's what I do. That's true. I don't talk about women. I, I might put a woman as a car for the analogy. <laughs> <laughs> In this last stand-up oh, I did. No, no. It's, it's, the, the last stand-up show I did, I, that's what I did, okay? And and I, I just got some good feedback, and I got bad feedback. And, and from the women, I got feedback of, of the car thing. And I was like, well, you know, it's funny. You're making this about you <laughs> when this was really about the guys. Anyway. Yeah, he related <laughs> girls to being as type of cars. So, yeah, I could see. I could see why. For so the fellas could relate. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> they, they, women weren't thinking. Anyways, that's a really yeah, random sorry, tangent. Yeah, sorry, we're going um, somewhere else. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, um, any last words or things you want to say? Oh, man. Um, no. Give us some advice to the future dads out there. How about that? There's, ah, there's yeah. Okay. All right. Let's let's see if I do do this right. I guess my biggest advice, again, disclaimer, is just whatever you give your time to, give your time to it. All right. Ooh, so that's good. When when you've got a two year old that wants to play with you, but you're trying to play with them and do your homework at the same time, either lock yourself in your room mm-hmm. or shut the laptop I recommend the latter because it's funner but, um, <laughs> yeah. just just do what you're going to do and do it otherwise you'll cause yourself a lot of stress and anxiety and frustration and you know mm-hmm. so that's what I have to say about that awesome. I guess it's pretty specific advice no, <laughs> but it's uh, good. It's good that's kind of what I've learned in the last few months because he's been a lot more interactive than usual well than he used to be I guess this is the new usual and <laughs> As they get yeah, older. this is the relationship we're working on. I, I want a relationship, you know. I want him to mm-hmm. feel like I'm not ignoring him, you know. So 
Right. I suppose it's easier said than done once we get up to three kids, four kids, you know, I might have something else to say. Right. But for now, it seems like a pretty straightforward philosophy to have. Do you, do you have a number in mind as far as children? Yeah, I'll tell you what. Six or seven. Oh, my man. Oh, wow. Yeah, my man. Yeah. Wow. You oh, it comes from what we're used to, right? Because I have yeah. five siblings. She has five siblings, yeah. right? So we're thinking, heck, it, it would feel like, you know, not very big if we only had, you know, less than six. I tell people in, in my program here in Amarillo, and they're just floored. They're like, wow, yeah. us three tops. But for me, it's like yeah. six minimum. <laughs> you, yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. you can have some of my kids, too, if you want. <laughs> you haven't Sounds reached the, the threshold of six yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, six is a no, great it, it, number. I love that. Mm. Love yeah, that. hopefully, we'll we'll see what time brings. You know, right? But, uh, you know, we envision a big, boisterous household, yet respectful, and uh, you know, they listen to authority, not too rambunctious. <laughs> but uh, you know, as part of our vision, I guess. So that's cool. We'll see how it goes. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Well, again, we appreciate you, man. Uh, yes, sir. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you yeah. soon. Take Let's care, bye. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.